Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Startup Soiree podcast. This is your host, Patrick Reif, bringing it to you from an overcast August Friday here at Pixelated. We're back in uh, Fort Gundalow, as I like to refer to it. Uh, good morning, Dana, if you're listening. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, I hope a bunch of you got a chance to be out to also hear Dana talk at the July Startup Soiree, talking about pivoting Gundalo Juice and where her company is going now. Um, if you didn't, you should send her an email and ask her about it. It's a pretty great story. Excited to have a pair of guests on the podcast today as we uh, approach number 100. This is episode 92. I finally can keep track of them. Um, without further ado, I would like to welcome Raina and Nasira from Cedar and Cotton. Hello, hello, hello. Hey guys, good morning. How y'all doing? doing good, good, yeah. good. Wonderful, awesome. excited. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. It's an honor. Um, so let's start off. And why don't you give us the primer on Sarah and Raina and how Cedar and Cotton maybe came to be, and then we'll start digging into like some questions. Okay, um, so Cedar and Cotton. Uh, well, Nasir and I have been friends for a very, very long very time. Very long time. <laughs> and um, our thing was always home design, interiors, furniture. Like, that was always our common bond. And so we would sit all day, um, not at work, uh, send each other links of <laughs> <laughs> furniture and design ideas. And so, you know, one day we were kind of like, oh, we should start a business. We should do this. Let's do this together. And we did it, and it was great. And um, so now we started Cedar and Cotton, and we um, find and put together wonderful pieces, and we restore them and um, give them new life. And all that stuff. yeah, we're like a full service furniture shop. Uh, we have vintage furniture, we have new pieces, we do restoration, upholstery, a little bit of everything. Everything. Interior design, consultation. If it has to do with the home or a space and the way that space looks, that's us. That's us. Yeah. So any formal um, design background or has just always been just kind of like you just happen to have both have a I mean, there, you know, there are a lot of people that have like a latent passion for just design sure. and aesthetics. Is that what it was? Just like a commonality around yeah. it? Yeah, just a, a common love for that. Yeah. As far back as I can remember, like even as a child, like I know my bedroom needs to look like this. I want to pick out the paint that if we're going to redo the bedroom. Um, so yeah, it's always been something that I was really passionate about. Yeah, same here. I would just rearrange my bedroom just because it was Friday and it was sunny and I needed something different. So So how old is Cedar and Cotton? We officially started in 2015 January, so a year and a half yes. now. Still growing. Yeah. Yeah, yes. very excited about that. So what were some of the first projects that you know that you formalized, you know, you formalized the company? Were you working on projects previous to Cedar and Cotton officially existing? And was it just kind of one-off stuff that you were doing or? Uh, we weren't not uh, at all. We weren't selling anything. I mean, we were doing it, you know, for ourselves in our own homes, um, but nothing formally. But as soon as we uh, decided to 
start a business, we kind of hit the ground running. I think we went shopping like the next day. Yeah, we were. We, we were went home. to an estate sale. I mean, that was like the big lure. Like, wait, we get to buy things that we like all the time? Let's do it. <laughs> um, and I think the first thing that we really worked on to restore was a dresser. Yes. Oh, and then the long sofa. The long wood sofa. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was, that was nice. our first big project it was a long like eight foot wood base beautiful sofa still one of my favorites so what was yeah. the storefront that you were using at that point then there was no like, storefront it was my basement and then if it was nice outside we would carry the furniture out to the backyard and get extension cords with the sanders and work out there but where were you selling it when you would finish online. the piece so online yeah, was the storefront was, that was because mm-hmm. yeah. i know that exactly. now there is a shop but, is. but preceding uh-huh. that so you were just finding individual pieces that you thought were great, mm-hmm. getting them to their best spot possible, and yeah. then listing them online and selling them. Exactly. Were you selling mostly locally, or were you doing a lot of shipping? Locally. Locally. Yeah, we still primarily sell locally, yeah. especially for the larger pieces. Um, it's pretty uh, costly to try to ship those. Yeah. 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 A, lot of, uh, a lot of insurance starts getting mm-hmm. involved then. Yeah. Um, so how long, when did the shop open? Two months. Three months ago. Three months ago. Three months ago. Yeah. We we got our first shop, our workshop, and we had our open house. Yeah, in July. Last month. Just a couple of weeks ago, our yeah. first open house to kind of open the space up to everyone. So I think that was a success. It's really hot in there, so we're looking forward to a, a fall open house as well. Yes. Um, where it'll be a little cooler. <laughs> um, but definitely. We're so excited to have a workshop space versus, you know, moving furniture upstairs, downstairs, in and out of the house. Um, so we have enough space for now, uh, but we're really looking forward to expanding next year as well. So what are the um, what are the shop hours? Are they set? Are they only on the weekend? Is it only by appointment? It's by appointment. Um, and then we also try to post uh, on social media when we're in there working. Just, you know, we're here working all day stop today. By. Stop by. And then we'll also have the periodic events like the uh, the open houses where it's an all-day event. We bring in drinks and food and kind of hang out and shop. And drink. And drink. <laughs> all what it is. <laughs> so, what is the uh, what is the cedar and cotton aesthetic like? What should people expect from from your brand and from your you know your creative shop? Um, it's a little bit of everything. I think we have a wide variety of furniture. We have a lot of mid century modern pieces uh, because we love that, and also because it's quite popular right now. Uh, but we don't want to kind of be defined by that. Also, what we've been exploring a lot recently is infusing specifically mid-century modern with African fabrics when we do the upholstery. And for me, it kind of reminds me of like uh, Sheila Bridges or Kehinde Wiley, where these are spaces where people of color existed. We know we were making furniture but when you think of mid-century designers and architects, you think of um, people in the Scandic re- region or Vanderbilt, yeah, yeah, or um, just not people of color, yeah. you know. So we're kind of trying to infuse ourselves back into that space. 
So we'll have traditional mid-century pieces and then we'll reupholster them with mud cloth fabric. So like a mix. I think that is a direction we're exploring a lot now. Um, but we have talked about having kind of different lines of furniture as we grow. Mm -hmm. So it won't wholly be that. It'll be something for everyone. We hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. have the um, whiskey and cigars line too. That's yeah. for our bachelors, mm -hmm. our man caves. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of um, leather. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, barware, lots of barware and decanters yeah. and ashtrays and very distinguished gentlemen. So is everything upcycled or do you carry new products? And if not, will you start to carry stuff that that isn't isn't upcycled but is we do matches the aesthetic? Sure. We do have some new products. Um, I would say ninety percent of the items that we have are upcycled. Um, but for a lot of our smaller accessories, then there we bring those in new. Are you guys familiar with Crump and Quash by any chance? Yes. yes. We stalk them on yes. Instagram. We love yeah. them. Yeah. Have you ever met them? No. no. You should just go to their shop. They're yeah. really nice guys. Yeah. And they would, I mean, they would, they would be stoked. You have, you have to go to their shop uh -huh. because they've got like their warehouse where they've got their, their, where everything's being made. Mm -hmm. And then they've got this like tiny ass little shipping container but not like a big shipping container like a tiny ass it's like a sea pod uh -huh. so it's small it's smaller than this room and it's only got like an eight foot ceiling and that's what they've turned into their office uh -huh. but it's also kind of like their showroom yeah so it's where they have like you know those stools like yeah. these really beautiful stools uh -huh. that they make yes. um but they make our photo booths oh wow the, pixelated, the, the new nice. line of pixelated photo booths are manufactured yeah. in partnership with that's awesome. Hence yeah. the leather pool on it. Shout uh, out, guys. Um, right. The leather pool that's on it, the engraved, pixelated, uh -huh. the round. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. They were like, so how much do you want us to follow this? And I was like, you know, the measurements yeah. aren't negotiable, mm -hmm. but like, you guys are masters, so don't <laughs> worry about our design because we know that you. And they were like, how about this? And I was like, <laughs> and it's beautiful like it's super beautiful it's the most beautiful photo booth that we've ever produced nice. mm -hmm. and uh, yeah we tried we used to make them in Richmond, Virginia mm -hmm. and we just kind of like promised ourselves that we were going to figure out how to spend those dollars inside of Baltimore City yeah uh, you know the uh, so we commissioned we started working with them and uh, once we got through the prototyping process, we ordered a dozen of them. Mm -hmm. And we also simultaneously were working through a prototyping process with Jeremiah over at SoLab. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know Jeremiah? No. You should meet him also. He's pretty incredible. Um, uh, you know SoLab, the, the textile makers? I don't know. They like make bags and oh, stuff. Yeah. Do you know the Creative King? Yeah. Drill? Yes. Uh -huh. yes. So Drill works there. Oh, okay. And then also uh, the guy that does the Sporting Life the other hat and apparel company. Okay. He works there as well. Mm -hmm. They made the first run of the trees and bags were manufactured at that facility. Oh, yeah. um, just another great too. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I want you guys to frame some of what you do, right? So you said kind of like a full you know, like a full service, but like, sure. what are some of the projects that you're, that you're working on a lot? What are you finding yourselves doing? Cause it'll add context to a lot of what you're talking about in terms mm -hmm. of like where you're working. Mm -hmm. 
we do a lot of restoration um, dressers and wood pieces that we find we like to um, spruce them up and add a coat of paint to them something nice uh, one of the things that we talked about is having local artists like come in and paint furniture uh, which we think would be a dope collaboration um, we do a lot of what else I don't know um, I mean we do one of the things that has sort of defined us in the first year has been the lighting as well so we do custom lighting pendant uh, roped pendant lights uh, we have some in Dove Code, uh, the lights above the counter, in uh, the room. The room. We did yeah. their lighting above the bar. Uh, we were recently featured in Baltimore Magazine for our lighting, which we're really excited about. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so what that is, is um, it's a pendant light, but we customize it uh, with different cages that we purchase or make, different bulbs. We do different, different twine. Yeah, so all handmade. So that that's really cool, but it's hard to to kind of frame it because we do so much. Um, really, like we're starting pillows, we're pillows, furniture, pillows. sofas. It's like uh, home goods, or I don't want to, but a a better version, a local version, a handmade version. Yes. You know, something that's way more personal to not only the city but also to the individual because uh, we work with clients to customize pieces directly for them. And they're good, sturdy, old pieces, which mm -hmm. is stuff that you can keep around for a while, you can pass it on to your kids, like mm -hmm. it's not a lot of pressed wood, like it's old school good furniture, which is also important to us. Good stuff, yeah. good bones. Yeah. So what's the big plan? What happens? Does this turn into, I mean, I know you, you both, right, have, have full-time hustles. We is do. the goal for this to become what you do? It is. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. I think we are moving in that direction. Yeah. Um, we're very grateful that we've had, like, exponential growth over the last year, like, larger than we could probably have imagined. Imagine. Um, <laughs> and we're hoping to continue on that trajectory and quit our jobs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I told you after we spoke at the industry event, like I was, I texted Sarah like, oh my gosh, I'm so motivated. How do we quit today? <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. 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 How do you quit today? Well, that's the question we're asking ourselves. Um, I, I don't think I will ever feel wholly ready to ready. do that. I just have to decide to make that leap. Yeah. So let me tell you my story, our story, mm -hmm. the pixelated story. So we started our business and we did it for a year. Mm -hmm. And then we started to get busy. Mm -hmm. And we, Nick quit his job just before mm -hmm. that because he, it was kind of starting to sink and he didn't want to be stuck on it. So he mm -hmm. was like, fuck it, like I'm just yeah. quitting. Mm -hmm. And he had like a new baby mm -hmm. and yeah, like a new baby, maybe another one on the way at that point. I can't remember the timeline of where our kids fall and all this stuff because we had a bunch of kids really close together. Mm -hmm. um, but he left, we ran like a Groupon or a living social campaign and sold like a bunch of like, mm -hmm. like super underpriced uh, mm -hmm. packages. And we yeah. were like, oh snap, like, 
we have to hire some people yeah. to help us cover this workload mm-hmm. and we can't train them in like this garage in your backyard like yeah. that's not okay <laughs> so we got like we took on um, a property that okay. was over by Belvedere Square that could uh-huh. be like our office and we had planned to raise money from the very beginning we were like mm-hmm. we're gonna raise a million dollars and then we're gonna open in like 30 cities and they're like <laughs> Right, like a million dollars. That's right there. You're spending how much per market? It's that cheap, huh? It's that cheap. So we got that in our mind's eye, right? And it was mm-hmm. like, I think we were just hustling our faces off at night. Yeah. And we were just thinking about like, it's great that we can do cash flow and mainly we're in proof mode, but we're going to hit the afterburners mm-hmm. when we get like this money in and we're both going to make like, you know, like ninety thousand dollars from like day one, and that becomes this thing, right? It becomes the mind's eye, and you talk about it so much that it's yeah. hard, and you start waiting for this false verification to move through the gate and go yeah. to the next spot, mm-hmm. and we went through that whole winter, Nick, just like freezing his face off in this tiny office, just sitting there every single day. But like, he quit his job and and spent his time and like stuff formalized. Like if yeah. it didn't necessarily like go, 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 things formalized and we got to the spring and I was handling art at that time and it kept being like this, when are we going to get the, like, when are we going to close this round of investment that was mm-hmm. like, you know, like going to happen on like, it was predicated on some like super unlikely terms mm-hmm. yeah and it was like, well, you know, like I know that we want to make like 90 grand. Like right away, but at the moment, I only make two. <laughs> right? So, like, and you're not even paying yourself at all. So, like, yeah. how's two sound? And he was like, two sounds amazing. And I was like, well, if we just made two, that's four, and it's March. So, like, what is booked for April? Yeah. And how far away from four? Like we had rent, so like how far away from six? Mm-hmm. I think was the number that we wanted to see on the books, and it was like we're fourteen hundred dollars away from six. And that was like in May, how far away from six thousand mm-hmm. dollars are we? And it was like mm-hmm. we're twenty one hundred dollars away. And I was like, okay, how about this? Let's figure out how to get to six in April and get to six in May. And if we can get there, I'll like tenure tenure my resignation as soon as we hit it. And we were like, let's do it by the end of the month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we did it in like 20 hours. Wow. Right? Because all of a sudden it was this tiny ass goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. I had to do some convincing of my wife because I've been telling her I've got to make 90 grand. As soon as I quit my job, it's quitting to like get a few trays. I'm going to make all this money, right? Um, and it didn't happen that way. And for her, that was definitely hard to like, she was like, but wait, but wait, but wait. And she didn't, you know, it was, it's difficult to believe that you can literally like build a power boat and then like get in it with oars and be like, we're going to build the engine while we start rowing. Mm-hmm. And then you like mm-hmm. get like a tiny ass engine on there. You're like, we're going, like we're not going fast, but we're not like, we're dude, not it's not our sweat anymore. Right? right. And then it's like, we got the engine to run a little faster. We got the engine to run a little mm-hmm. faster. You know, like, we figured out how to, like, put in night, you know, like, those those things. So, like, we hit that little incremental goal in yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, like, little goals, like, little wins. Like, sometimes you start moving with little wins. Yeah. And I literally went in and was like, April 15th, I'm leaving. Like, that's my last day. Mm-hmm. And April 15th was my first day at Pixelated full-time. Nick and I crossed the desk, right? All of a sudden, you've got 50 
150 and 60 commute time hours, 120 more hours they're going into cedar and cotton. Yeah. See, this was the story that I right? heard when mm-hmm. I text you, like, okay, how do we quit today? I mean, the, the math is just crazy because yeah. you're literally getting 480 additional hours put into the thing that you love. And yeah. that's not counting because you're still going to keep hustling at night because you're mm-hmm. going to be so stoked. So, like, yeah. you will literally go, as soon as you do it, mm-hmm. it's going to have tremendous results because you love what you're doing. You love what you're doing and you're exceptional at it and that's why you're having so much success it's not because you know like y'all are that cool or anything it's that you're great like your product is great I mean you're cool you're cool (laughs) but not as cool as your pendant laps (laughs) but you know like that's obvious people love I mean I told you that the first time I met you right I told you I can't wait to bring my wife to your shop and I can't wait for you to see my house because you'll understand the context of why like it's the same reason I could mention Brimfield because I know about yes. that, what you guys do. Yes. And I told you about that spot up in Shrewsbury. Yes. You have to go there. Yes. It's in, oh, I shouldn't say it on, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not going to give my tip that I gave you oh, out. No, no, no. You guys have to write me if you want to know. I know. I remember the name of the town that it's in, though. You have to go there. It's so oh, badass. You're going you're gonna, to like call me from the porch and be like, this place is insane. And it's so cheap. Super day cheap. trip coming it's on. like um, it's only it's only an hour away yeah it's only an hour away right up 83 um yes so pinterest i'm just curious right pinterest is falling apart is that something that ever caught your attention does that does that platform interest you i i use it for inspiration sometimes for resources um it's not something that we like use to market ourselves Mm -hmm. on but I I use it in theory I like Pinterest um I never use it though I think it's because they force me to log in every time every time I click on something it's like oh log in again um I don't know like I, I like the concept of Pinterest but there's there's some disconnect with me and the platform because I I never go on there yeah, I know people who were at peak Pinterest time. That yeah. was like their thing. Mm-hmm. I never got into it that, yeah, that, that deep. Yeah, um, we played with it for a long time because mm-hmm. along like our like our wedding clients, mm-hmm. it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But it never, I never put the energy into it. Mm-hmm. But it never really materialized. But when I think about what what your business is kind of like sat deeply in, I would think that if there was one. If there was a person that was going to come out of left field and be like, we crush it on Pinterest, I would think that it could be a business like yours, right? Because yeah. you guys could do, like, daily, like, 10 things from the shop, like, a, a photo mm-hmm. from the top, and then yeah. have, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. being able to, like, infographic photographs sure. and kind of, like, index things or something like that. But yeah. I don't mess with we so we don't, we don't <laughs> participate with it at all anymore. We uh-huh. literally just kind of, like, let it fall to the wayside because mm-hmm. we don't get any value out of it. Yeah, I think we were trying to put some energy into it as a business. I know Raina was, that was more her her realm. I was like, Pinterest, I don't deal with it. Uh, but yeah, we didn't see any benefit from it. And then it just became too cumbersome. We found more value out of working on 
our website or working yeah. on Instagram Instagram's and pushing great. things out that way. Instagram so when you were listing on the web, when you were making individual pieces and then listing mm-hmm. them for sale on the web, what platform were you selling them on eBay? Were you selling them on just on your website and then dri- and then driving social marketing back to it? Exactly. Facebook um, and Instagram. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram to push people to our website. Recently, um, we were listing on some furniture websites uh, like Cherish um, is a big one, but that still um, is kind of pushing people back to pieces on our site as well. Mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated. Um, so, so let's talk marketing. How how do you guys market? What, what has been your your you know point of view for how to get attention for the brand and tell your story? Well, I think we need some help with marketing. (laughs) Uh, And I say that because every time someone comes into our shop, they're like, wow, you guys have a thousand pieces. You, these aren't, you know, you're not pushing this image uh, or these pictures or we don't have them all loaded on social media. Um, so what we're doing now is really mainly social media and we've gotten really good um, repeat customers, word of mouth, uh, kind of expanding our own circle, but we know um, to grow that we need to really focus in on the marketing side of things. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, in our direct line of sight as a big, big to-do, um, marketing, branding, all of that. We're working I think on the it. brand is cool, just Thank from you. like, uh-huh. I mean, I know that it, like, you'll probably develop its tone more, sure. and like, you'll be able uh-huh. to see it in the comment, you know, like, read mm-hmm. and like, hear it in your head, and you're like, yes, that's Cedar and Cotton talking. <laughs> but I think just like, from the top level, it's like a great name, like, it's a cool, it's a cool yeah. brand. Thank you. Um, so, what are some so for we have a lot of business owners that are listening right we have a lot of creatives that are listening uh, I know that you're that you're doing some workshops and you're kind of starting to if, if, trying to involve events that are happening around your company that kind of like bear reference to like a lot of the core skills and that that type of stuff so for people out there listening that are saying like what could I have them do for me like what you know, what would the average listener be able to call and say, I need this? We could do, um, or we do do a lot of design consultation um, with our pieces or even with pieces that you people may already have. Um, and I think something that we really push is that design and good design is something that should be accessible to everyone. So we want, we keep all of our our pieces at as low of a price point as possible. Um, the design services are really affordable, and we push working with items that you already have in your home, not doing a whole full revamp. Uh, but how can I better use these items? How can I bring in just one new piece and kind of change the whole tone of the space? Awesome. Um, All right, before we go, I want to make sure that everyone that is out there listening knows how to get in touch with you. Um, Maybe where they can follow along. Oh, Instagram stories, are you guys using that yet? Are you either of you Snapchatters? No. No. 
though. So now you get it. Now you get it. Now, now you get it without ever having to do it. Uh-huh. The engagement is like a thousand times better. Yeah. But yeah. so storytelling. There's yes. your marketing tip from me. Okay. It yes. could be huge for you, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you don't have to curate and like agonize over the one photo you get to post. You can do that, but then you can like, you know, yeah, show like keep yourself going. like. Like show show the evolution. We want to do that videos, and we also, I mean, we've talked about that a lot with the marketing. Is bringing in, uh, doing more before and after pictures. We only have after pictures now, so it's it's hard to fully show the value of the work that we're putting in because people are like, you just bought it like that. Right. Um, But no, we literally are sanding, grinding, painting. You know, in there with every piece, and I. Uh, a big part of what we want to move towards is not only opening up the workshop more, but showing that uh, in videos and have you seen Instagram it yet? Have you seen the the, the storylines of Instagram yet? We're gonna yeah. do this live. <laughs> yeah. So you get Snapchat, right? You understand how yes. it works. You're publishing. So like Instagram just did the same exact thing. Like literally all of it. Like you tap through it. Oh. Like, you can do filters on your stuff. Uh-huh. So, like, this is what we're going to do right here. Because you know what hasn't happened yet is there's not been anything published story-wise on the Startup Story platform. So we're going to do it instead. Let's do it. There we go. Hello. It's Nasira and Raina. Hi, y'all. Oh, wait, 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 wait. See, all of this is there, and this is my favorite thing. Is people are always like, "Do you really not edit it?" Like, really, really? No, this is live. Do it. Do it. It's recorded. Oh, hey guys. Hi, Nasira and Reina, and we're live. We're podcasting. We start a story podcast, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, right, and then it's gonna like publish on, and it'll live for twenty-four hours before it disappears. But now there's this like storytelling, right? So like, I'm gonna take another picture of this mm-hmm. right here. Right, it's like questions. We'll like add that to it. Like people, if ever anyone's ever been curious about what type of like recorder we scenes. use, like and you can like write on it, right? Podcasting. That jam right there. Right. And then when you hit it. <laughs> oh, that's so dope. Right? So yeah. now you can tell stories. You can show the... Oh, anyway, yeah. what I was saying was, please let clear... So let's let everyone know what the Instagram handle is. An email address that they can write to you and say, you got to come help me design my business's office because it's boring. Or I desperately need like a deer skull or... A hat wall. Hat wall. Or a yes. pendant lamp. Deer skulls are in now. Deer they skulls are, are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Deer skulls are cool. So, yeah, go. So Let them we know. We are Cedar and Cotton at everything Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, you name it. We are Cedar and Cotton. Yes. Pinterest, Cedar and Cotton, all one word, all spelled out. That's it. That's us. Right. Look us up. Anything you need. Come by a couch. Um, <laughs> Thank you both 
so much. Thank you for having us. Um, this was awesome. I can't wait to come by. I can't wait to bring my um, my wife. She's going to love your yes. shop so much. So my wife is like, we Ryan's relicked our faces off for the first like nice. eight years that we owned uh -huh. our home. And then we had kids and we've never been back since. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and we started, but like my basement is full of extra armoires and like sets of chairs and my wife like pulls them and buys yeah there was this one fabric maker in south africa that she was uh -huh. buying a ton of fabrics from mm -hmm. and covering chairs and like mm -hmm. her so we're gonna come see y'all soon yes yeah. please thank Everyone. you thank you thank you for being our guest thank, thank you for having us all right y'all that is it another great episode of the startup story podcast another exceptionally cool business right here in Baltimore City. The next time you are looking for something amazing for your home or for a gift for someone uh, or for your office, I would highly, highly recommend you get with Raina and Asira. Have them pick out something nice for you that is very unique and custom that you will not walk into anyone else's office, home, or, or man cave and see because it came off of an Ikea shelf and there's six million of them that get produced. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button, uh, whether you're listening on the iTunes podcast player or Stitcher Radio or SoundCloud or YouTube, they have all got buttons and you can push them. I would also tremendously appreciate if you would hop over to our iTunes page and give us a quick review. I prefer you to choose five stars if you can. Um, your reviews help juke that algorithm so our podcast gets served to more people around the world. And the more people that listen, the more opportunities we have to tell the stories of our community here in Baltimore City. Um, this is your host, Patrick Greif. Keep taking care of each other. Peace. <laughs>